Now, Dave Kaufman hosts The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show, only on TSN 690. that song that I like to hear on a Monday night. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Stop yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you. I love you. All right. You know, I I was told that if we disagree, it makes for better radio. Yes. Who told you that? You're supposed to disagree with me, Jay. I do disagree with you about everything. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I don't call you out on everything. Not everything. No. Trust me. Because we can't. I mean, it's too negative. We just sit here and argue the whole time. The show would, exactly. Yeah. We wouldn't have time for commercials if we called each other out on everything. But we do both take copious notes throughout the week trying to decide what we can call each other out on. I don't do drugs. I don't do any copious anything, all right? Well- Look, as long Maybe as gummies you, once in a while. As long as you take your gummies <laughs> yeah. before the show starts. And not ten minutes after. No. Because then eight thirty was the yeah. time. Yeah. Eight thirty. You had to take your gummies by eight thirty. Right. We were on air at eleven. And right. obviously we get tested as soon as we walk out the door. And only stick the jar in midstream. At- and then take it out. <laughs> Every second counts. Last yes. night was a 
point by point. And if you missed uh, Dave Zirin on Game Night OT uh, about an hour ago, the uh, podcast will be up on uh, on the KaufmanShow.Podbean.com right. imminently. Uh, it was a point by point how to cheat the system and how easy it is to cheat the system. Yeah. Yeah, and and all you got to do is go to Belize for a couple of months, apparently, and you're able to figure it out. It's it's very interesting. I mean, it's not it's not like this is some huge re- revelation. I mean, everybody knew that there were little tricks to cheating the the system, which obviously is always going to lag behind. Always, always, no matter what. I mean, it's the same way in this so-called drug war that America rages on. They're always going to be behind, no matter what. Once you you know you find a way to 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 finally catch them. Well, they're way ahead of you. They're going to find a way to 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 bypass you. So, and we saw that years ago with Balco. Sure, and, and the creams and the clears and sure, you know, you can cheat at the Olympics and get away with it. And I mean, you can think, cheat in baseball and get away. Think with it. about it. There are testosterone lozenges now that you can throw in your mouth in plain sight yep. of forty thousand people yep. on the bench. You just throw that in your, and there's your performance. And the guy drug. on TV goes, "Hey, good for him. He's not chewing tobacco. He's chewing gum." Right, right. <laughs> Instead, he's just chewing pure testosterone. Amazing. Jay, is A-Rod a Hall of Famer? Yes. First ballot? Yes. Ever going to happen? No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course sad, it's not going to happen. Sad and scary what this world has become. The Hall of Fame, and I love the museum. Don't get me wrong. I love the Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. We were there in 2010. Beautiful. We'll be back next summer. Wonderful. For Pedro's induction, Pedro Randy Johnson. Yes. Neither in an Expos cap, but both are going in. Yes. And it's a good year to go next year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a wonderful time. We're going to organize. We were talking about this on Saturday. Jay yeah, and I let's are going get to a organize bus. a bus or 3 or 6. We'll leave Serge at home. Yeah. Serge's uh Serge uh, Serge was our bus I doubt driver. he's currently employed. I think he was like he was 3 days away from retirement. <laughs> When I'm pretty sure that Serge no, that is in been, Florida right that now. That would have been the line if Serge drove us off the bridge like he almost Which did. Which he almost oh, did. Oh, man. Yeah. That guy was three days away from retirement. Yeah. Well, you know a guy's on the verge of retirement because <laughs> when he just stops the bus randomly, leaves the bus- Hey, needed the smoke. And has a smoke, <laughs> you know the man has had enough. And then hooks himself up to an oxygen machine for the rest of the drive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Next yeah, time, was, I'm taking my car next that time. That was a very scary ride. Well, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Or yeah. at least we'll get a, a young, healthy bus driver. Right. One who doesn't terrify us. Right. Right. I think I think we can handle that. Look, we're, we don't have too many responsibilities in this world, Jay, but I think we can find ourselves a, a nice, happy Expos fan bus driver that isn't going to kill us. So that's next year, right? That is not. So we're not waiting for Tim Raines. For the big trip to Cooperstown? Yes. No. We'll we'll do it for Pedro. Okay. If we wait for Tim Raines, we might end up waiting a very long time. Okay. All right. It's going to be years before Tim Raines gets in. Well, he's only got eight years left, so. Well, okay. I I don't want to wait eight years for a big Expos party in Cooperstown. Okay. We'll do it again in eight years if he makes it in eight years. They say uh, there was a great article by uh, Jay Jaffe from Sports Illustrated saying that um, 2018, will be Reigns' year. It'll be Tim Reigns and Chipper Jones. Huh, how convenient. I know, eh? The fact that opening day in Montreal will be in 2019. Amazing. Well, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? It would be. 
2019. Is that your is that your vision? 50 years later. Yep. Oh. 2019, opening day, April 2019. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Okay. I'll 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 roll with that. It'll all come together, Dave. It would be amazing if Montreal was able to get a baseball team back 15 years after it left. Yeah. That's speedy quick in Washington did it in 33 years. But before that, they had a team. And oh, then, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They got a team. I think it was in around 15 to 20 years, yeah. something like that. It I wasn't mean, too different, long. different economics, different time. And of course, a stadium yeah. still needs to be built. Yeah. But uh, what I was impressed 2019. by. 2019. One of the things I was really impressed by this weekend was the, uh, we saw firsthand that there is a grassroots baseball movement in this town. Mm-hmm. We saw it with uh, Ellis Valentine coming to town to teach right. that, teach kids at Ostad in Blanville. Right. And uh, there were. I don't know, two, three dozen kids there, each forking over whatever it costs to uh, to do one of these camps. No idea who he was, and well, they do now, but how would they? I mean, exactly. not even their fathers might have known who they who he is. It's more of a grandfather thing. Until I mean, you're talking the, about a guy who played during the era of our parents. That's right. It's yeah. before my time. Right. I, I'll tell you, Jay. We we had this conversation. We had that wonderful interview with Ellis Valentine. The week after the 81 MVP Expos reunion. Right. So two years ago almost. Yeah. And we were supposed to speak with him the week before, and the Kings won the Stanley Cup, and it bumped our show up. Right. And we had to cancel him at the last second. Right. And I learned so much in the next week about Ellis Valentine, just from hanging out at the MVP gala and talking to all the guys and seeing how loved and revered he was. Yes. That it... It totally improved the interview. Yeah, well, and it deservedly so. Oh, He's yeah. a very nice man. He's a very nice. See, I don't, I don't remember him either. But I, your dad sure does. Sure, he does. And I you see, I came online as a person in 1979. I remember the moment when I came online. Online, like yes. the internet. Yeah, my, yeah, my conscious came online in 1979. Okay. Because I'm old enough to remember my grandfather, and he died in 1979. Okay. My baseball conscience came online in 1982. 1981 or 1982. So that's just well, I, after Ellis Van, Valentine got traded. Do you remember? Mid-1981 season. Do you remember Blue Monday? I don't. Okay. I don't remember Blue Monday. I don't. I remember my father yelling about it, but I don't <laughs> actually remember the incident. I came online, baseball online, in 1982. I have um, vague, vague, vague memories of Dawson leaving Montreal. And mm-hmm. I vividly remember him playing for the Cubs and winning the MVP that first season. So I guess my first year of remembering baseball is 87. Okay. I think that was 87. Yes. And then my I can f- remember Al Oliver playing. My first great Expos memories were 89, the Langston trade. Right. So my, my link to the 81 team would be Wallach and Reigns and Bryn Smith. Yes. Guys like that. There was that. a lot of remnants of sure. the 81 team. Sure. And Tim Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But until. Reardon. Yeah, Reardon. Yeah, there were still some guys hanging around by by nineteen eighty nine. Oh, I don't think Jeff Reardon was still there in eighty nine. Sure, was he? he was. No, really? was he? Uh, I don't, I don't know. think we'll so. I, th- I thought uh, he won a World Series in eighty seven with Minnesota. Oh, so that's right. It's true, he was gone by then. Right? Tim Burke was the Jeez, closer. I, just, by then. I was. Yeah, I was. Right? Felt that Jeff Reardon was there longer than that. Wasn't Tim Burke? The yes, he was. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tim Burke is. Tim Burke's on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I think I follow him actually. Really? Yeah. Well, I follow I all X Expos. I follow a lot of X Expos. Right. A couple of exceptions. It's part here. of my own interior where are they now? <laughs> the Surprisingly, a lot of them are on Twitter right guys now. Guys that won't get their own E special, <laughs> where are they now? <laughs> They're my own J special, where are they now? I thought it was uh, really cool. Um obviously Moises Alou was on the ballot. I think he only got four votes. 
I don't think he got any. Really? I yeah. think he got four. Did he? And, and, and Eric right. Gagne got two. But, okay, look, part of me thinks that Moises Alou maybe deserved not to be in the Hall of Fame, but a little bit more of a conversation. The 5% would have been nice. But he sent out a tweet that day of him holding up uh, a couple of birds he had gone game hunting. Right. And I thought it was so cool that Moises Alou wasn't sitting by the phone. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're Moises Alou and you're sitting by the phone on Hall of Fame Day, you suffering from some delusions of grandeur, my friend. <laughs> you're you probably should be out killing birds. That's probably what you should be doing. Um, I got a really cool email on Friday, Jay. Okay. Jonah Carey sent me a few chapters from his book. Yes. Wow. Yes, I'm jealous. Wow, I can. He didn't send me any. Well, maybe uh, I will be calling him momentarily. That's right. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you his. Well, uh, let's we'll have to get his permission. That's first. right. Yes. Once once permission is granted, I don't think I don't think he'll have a problem with at it. all. Yeah. Um, I asked him today if I could talk about it publicly, and, and? He, said, he said yes. Okay. Well, my brother also read the first chapter. I know. Oh no, your looked... brother, your brother and I both read the first five chapters actually. Okay. And uh, when I saw your brother on Saturday night. I said to him, uh, so have you gotten into it? He said, yeah, I read it all right away. It was amazing. Mm. I stayed up till 4.30 in the morning last night reading it. Yeah. It was, it's incredible. My brother says it's, he, you know, he's read, you know, so have I, a dozen Expos books. Nothing like this. It's nothing like this. Is, he I says mean, the writing is so fantastic in this book. That's it. It reads like Jonah's stuff on Grantland. Right. It's, it's your buddy sitting there telling you a story, and it's done so well. And the last chapter that he sent me was the oral history of Blue Monday. And it's amazing. Ah. Wait wait till you see this, Jay. It's just an in, an incredible read. And I'm going to call him tomorrow. I don't I'm, I'm really am going to call him tomorrow. I will I will forward it over to you as long as I have permission to. I promise. Right. I can't wait. I, I now I need him to send me the rest. Right. I need to know how this ends. I need closure on this anecdote. Hopefully by next week, uh-huh, I'll have a big announcement involving Jonah Carey. And uh, Ellis Valentine. I would pretend that I know nothing about what you're discussing, but you but know everything. I know everything, and it's I don't want to say awesome. what I don't want to say what it is. But everything's looking good. I'm going to get confirmation this week. Good, and I will have a huge announcement for Expos fans. Can we next make week. that next Monday on the Kaufman? Next show? Monday on the Kaufman show. With Jay Farrar. The announcement will be made with Jay Farrar. With Jay Farrar. With Jay Farrar, and Jay Farrar also, and also Jay Farrar. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Farrar as well. As well. Additionally, Jay Farrar. Yes. Yeah, it's good news. Jay Farrar. I got a letter just the other day Telling me that she was on her way And she wanted me to meet her at the station Ain't that good news, man, ain't that news A shocking amount of good news tonight on The Kaufman Show. Stay tuned. we got Torben Rolfson coming up next because we all need a little laughter in our lives. This is your home of the Habs, TSN 690. You're listening to The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Follow them on Twitter at The Kaufman Show and at J-Pub Radio. It's like the show, but shorter, and you don't have to hear them bickering.
Welcome back to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690, your home for the Habs. Dave Kaufman, Jay Farrar here with you as always. Jay, doesn't the world need laughter? It does. That's why Leonard Nimoy saved the clown off the monorail. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Mm-hmm. I uh... No, the world needs <laughs> laughter. I didn't put an accent on, Dave, so you wouldn't good, get mad at good, me. Good, good, okay. good. The Cosmic Ballet. Does anybody want to switch seats? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Spock, what do you want on your hot dog? <laughs> do, do you think that people think we're funny? No. Or do you think that they know that we're just regurgitating lines from The Simpsons? That's the I only wonder. lines that, that's the only episode of The Simpsons that I can quote. Really? Yeah. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a big Simpsons fan. I, I've got a very good friend who uh, has been a guest on our show. I'll leave him, I'll, he shall re- remain nameless for now. Right. But he told me that he doesn't date girls who watch The Simpsons. Interesting. Because that way blame they, him fi- for that. they find him funny. Because ah. he can pull out all of his Simpsons jokes. Excellent. And they don't know that he's he's pilfering them from, oh, from okay. the greatest show of the last quarter That's... century. That's... Sad? I don't know. I can see there's a method to that madness. Yeah, well, I understand. Think of your own jokes, well, like like the guy we're about to have on. Whoa, Jay! Well done. Let's <laughs> I just segued. In, let's welcome in Vancouver comedian Torben Rolfs into the program. He joins us every Monday with his firebrand sports humor. I liken him to Henny Youngman, but you know I'm old school that way. Hello, Torben. I don't date women who've seen the Human Centipede. <laughs> How you guys doing, Dave? Dave, how are you? Oh, I was better before that reference, but I'm good. I'm great. Uh, How's it going, man? It's going good. Good. Life's good in Vancouver. Life is good in Vancouver. This I'll always turns into a report. yeah. This always turns into a bit of a weather bit, which just yeah. makes me jealous. I I can't wait for summer when it's sunny here and yeah. all you have is rain. Speaking of summer, A Rod suspended for 162 games plus the playoffs. The Red Sox, Tigers, and A's pitching staff have already filed an appeal of that second part. (laughs) (laughs) They're all in this together. Charlie Sheen told Sports Illustrated he took steroids while filming Major League to improve the speed on his fastball. I just hope his pitching coach wasn't involved with delivery of his speed balls. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see where Miami Marlins president David Sampson will compete on the next season of Survivor? I know. Isn't that amazing? I know. He should do well. He has lots of experience in isolated environments with dwindling numbers of people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Jay. That was a a knock at the Marlins, not us. Yeah. (laughs) Olympic hockey. It doesn't seem fair. If Russia fails to win gold, Putin will probably exile the players to Siberia. But if Canada loses, none of the players will have to spend the rest of the winter in Calgary, Edmonton, or Winnipeg. Basketball, J.R. Smith means EA Sports will have to add a video game warning of comic mischief to the back of NBA Live 15. <laughs> guy's auditioning for the Globetrotters or something. Uh, Mike Tyson came up with a long diatribe against Dennis Rodman and his activities in North Korea, accusing him of treason. I get the feeling they're laying the groundwork for a future WrestleMania bout. Nice. Or Hangover 4. Nice. <laughs> Imagine the hangover in Pyongyang. Oh, my God. Exactly. I don't remember what happened. Wrestling legend Ric Flair, he didn't attend the 49ers-Panthers game due to death threats. Was it Dusty Rhodes or Ricky Steamboat? (laughs) Hey, Torben, sorry to cut you off, but did you see my tweet? When did Ric Flair become Dustin Hoffman? Do you notice that? No, I did see that, and it was very funny. Yeah. I missed that. What are you talking about? Take a look at Ric Flair nowadays, if Uh you can, what he looks like now. Uh He's Dustin Hoffman. It just, he morphed to Dustin. Sorry to cut you off, but this baffles me. (laughs) That's great. 
Uh, as you guys probably watched the games over the weekend. The White Rabbit had better time management than the Saints. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> the new survey says Dominican Sue is the NFL's most feared player. Unless you're the Vikings, then it's that punter. <laughs> and the Seahawks, of course, banned sales of NFC title game tickets to California. So mature. access to Washington, Oregon, Montana, Idaho, Alaska, Hawaii, Alberta, and B.C. I wonder why the Yukon missed the cut. No. They were about some sort of unholy gold rush alliance between San Francisco and Whitehorse. There's <laughs> tough tickets to get if you're in California. Mate Peo has never been more thankful for his fake mailing addresses. Genius. Line of the night. That was awesome. When I, when I first saw the phrase, no ticket sold in California, I thought Nickelback was headlining Coachella. <laughs> wow. Wow, indeed. <laughs> Torben, what's going on this week, man? I'm a, I, I always say not too much. And then you're like, oh, those lazy comedians. I'm hosting a show tomorrow night at Kino Cafe. Awesome. I just, I, I say it's it about because time. I know we have listeners out there and I want them to come out and see you. I know. I appreciate that. I feel like some I, people should, should have the pleasure of knowing what you look like. I have no clue. I know more and more people in Vancouver listen to your show. I know that for a fact. Oh, that's awesome, Torben. I'm really happy to hear that. And uh, we look forward to joining, uh, speaking up with you, uh, speaking up, joining up with you and speaking again next Monday when I learned how to speak again. And you know what? This happened last week. I ended our segment with Torben by saying hello. Looking mm. forward to it already, guys. Have a great night in Montreal. <laughs> Thanks, Torben. All right, take care, guys. He was like, oh, no, Kaufman's rambling. I better bail, bail, yeah, bail. Get go. out of here, quick. I got to go. I got, you're on your own, Kaufman. Uh, I'm really excited uh, for what's coming up in the next segment after John Kakalakis' sports update. We're going to uh, have a conversation with my friend Stephen Hindle, who is a, a very good hockey writer in his own right. But he started this wonderful initiative called D-Skate Hockey. And... Um, some big boys are getting involved with it. They've got big a, boys? They got the Hamilton Bulldogs on board. Nice. This Saturday is a D-Skate Hockey Night at Cops Coliseum in Hamilton. <laughs> what? Nothing. What? I have trouble talking over Gord Downey. What? Oh, okay. okay? I what? See, I thought, because what? you're looking at me, I'm like, well, yeah. You make me smile, You're the one who knows Jay. about the event, Dave. I do, I I do know I about don't. the event. Okay. Uh, Steve knows a little more than me, though. I thought you were going to yell at me again. I wasn't sure. If that's yelling, <laughs> yeah, you'd hate to see me mad at you. I was gonna say, no, I hate to see you at the pub mad at a at a bartender or a waitress. Oh, oh, they drive me nuts, I tell you. <laughs> How many times do you hear Bohemian Rhapsody on Saturday night? Uh, twice. Oh, so it's that's a good, a good night. night. Yeah, it's a good night. All right. <laughs> this is the Kaufman Show on TSN 690, where you'll never hear Bohemian Rhapsody. So Jay always has a good night. Listening to the Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN 690. If you want my love, if you really do, don't be afraid, hey baby. Just ask me, you know I'm gonna give it to you.
Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar here with you. And uh, we're about to welcome in uh, a friend of the show. We haven't spoken to Steve Hindle on this show in, oh, in a dog's age, Jay. And uh, A dog's age. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think that's a way of describing a long time. A do- I've never heard that expression before. Well, uh, a it, dog's age. Yeah. We'll All see right. if it sticks or not. All right. <laughs> I don't think I'm inventing the wheel here. If I am, I apologize. Okay. I'll, I'll say goodbye again to Torben Rolfson. But first, let's say hello to Steve Hindle. Welcome, Steve. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing awesome. Very happy to be on the show with you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's absolutely our pleasure. And uh, I was saying before uh, before we brought you on that, uh, you know, you're a hell of a hockey writer in your own right. But we're on tonight to talk about D-Skate. And this is an incredible initiative that you've started. And uh, I think I was going to tell everybody a bit about it, but I think I'd rather leave it up to you. Well, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, I'm very excited to have the opportunity not only to come on your show, but to talk about D-Skate, which has become my passion. And uh, thank you for the quick mention of my hockey writing days. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to find the time to mix the two careers of being able to cover the Capitals and the Canadians with doing D-Skate. But for everybody listening... D-Skate is a combination of an elite hockey skills development program uh, and a diabetes education program for kids living with type 1 diabetes uh, between the ages of 8 and 16. And it's just basically taking the best of the diabetes education sessions that these poor young kids living with type 1 have to sit through and sort of, you know, get pounded into their heads. And they're not exactly always the most fun and enjoyable sessions. And we mix that with an elite hockey camp with NCAA and CIS coaches uh, and a little help here and there from the AHL and NHL uh, and a couple Olympians on top uh, to bring these kids the situation where they don't have to feel left out. A lot of type 1 hockey players, especially at a young age, often get singled out because there aren't too many of them on many teams. But we're trying to build up that community uh, with the DSK hockey programs, and I'm very excited to announce that we're going to be doing one here in Montreal in August uh, at the Montreal Canadiens practice facility out in Brossard. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's the big ticket. That's why we're very very excited about this. We uh, we do a program in southern Ontario in Milton, which is just south of downtown Toronto, and we had a great response there. So we'll be returning to Milton from July 28th to August 1st, uh, and then in Montreal from August 11th to 15th. And sort of the the pièce de résistance about this is that parents of type one children are. You could say overbearing, but we like to say overcaring. Uh, and they have a hard time of letting their children go. So they often spend the entire day at the program. So we very quickly uh, adapted a player and parent separate schedule system. So all the parents who want to send their kids off to a hockey school that will actually make sure that they're well taken care of and not have to worry about their child and how they will manage their type 1 diabetes. We let them send their kids off if they want to, but because we know they have a hard time disassociating from them, uh, we invite them to participate, and we have our own schedule for parents that's completely separate, including education sessions with 
many of the doctors and nurses and clinicians that we have on hand provided by our edu- uh, education partner, Medtronic of Canada. We're in conversation with Steve Hindle from D-Skate Hockey. This Saturday night is D-Skate Night at Cops Coliseum. Only 10 bucks a ticket for D-Skate families and friends. Um, what else is going to be going on at Cops Coliseum to raise awareness for this, Steve? Thank you for mentioning that as well. Well, that's really cool. I mean, I, I got to yeah. say, and I know it sounds, um, you know, we said it last time with Torben in Vancouver, but truthfully, we do have a lot of Hamilton listeners. People listen across the country, so and we should talk about time. it. It's not a bad time to be a Bulldogs fan. They've won six of seven, and they're turning things around. So we figured, you know what, why not hitch our wagon to a team <laughs> that might be pointing up? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Bulldogs and D-Skate got together uh, on a joint venture to help raise awareness for diabetes. And because we're kind of, well, we're hoping to stand out as the only fit right now in this little niche of a market that we have, uh, it was only natural that we got together to help them promote diabetes awareness. We're going to have pregame de-skate sessions starting at 5 o'clock, which will include uh, education sessions presented by our head of D-Skate U, which is the education portion of the D-Skate hockey program. And uh, we'll have a nice couple sessions presented by Dr. Michael Rudell, who is the head kinesiologist for York University, uh, and a recent graduate of his, Lisa Mayadovnik, who is working on a study specific to hockey and diabetes, which is very, very exciting in its own right. So we're going to have all of that going on, as well as presentations from our head coach uh, of the D-Skate hockey program, Nick Carrier, who is the head coach of uh, Buffalo State College, uh, and a lot of info sessions on the D-Skate hockey program, special puck drop, and the best part is that we have sponsored the Bulldogs jerseys, so we will have the D-Skate logos on the Hamilton Bulldogs jerseys this Saturday night with those game-worn jerseys being sold off in a silent auction after the game uh, with all proceeds going to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. That's fantastic, Steve. I want to ask you, what is your inspiration for this? How did you decide to start this? Well, I you you do have a little bit of insight in this since we do go so far back. Yeah, about thirty years, asking. right? It's a it's a personal thing, as you well know. But uh, to share the story, I've been inspired as an advocate because I grew up with a father uh, who had type one diabetes, and I did the everyday routine of learning what it was like to live with it without actually having it. And then, uh, lo and behold, I grew up and uh, started to get my my life together and I figured out it was time to give back and fortunately uh, with my father still around today helping in these projects we've been able to launch these we have a few others in mind and uh, D-Skate Hockey is the template here we hope that we will transfer this to other sports so that you know kids with diabetes across the globe can eventually get a taste of what a D-Skate program is like in their own sport, in their own country, we're ready to thrive and we hope that it catches on because the way these kids live, these type one hockey players between uh, the ages of 8 and 16, you won't meet a smarter kid uh, and you won't meet someone as passionate about being normal uh, out of any other kid their age. So it's a very exciting opportunity for us and 
we couldn't be prouder of the D skaters who have already taken part in the program, and we can't wait to welcome everybody this summer. Finishing up with Stephen Hindle from D Skate Hockey. Steve, can you give us an example of some of the players who've participated in the camps and in turn some of the players whose names we know who are diabetic and who deal with this while playing hockey at the same time? Sure. Uh, yeah, great point, Dave. Our, our main ambassador is Corey Conacher of the Ottawa Senators. He participated in the program with us last year. He is a type 1 diabetic, and uh, he plays. He has a pump, and he, and he works on all the systems that most type 1s are very familiar with, uh, and he'd probably be one of the bigger names. Most fans, especially in our local Montreal market, would be familiar with. Uh, but another name is Max Domi, who right now plays for the London Knights. He is a type 1 player as well, uh, son of Ty Domi, who, again, most Habs fans would be very familiar with that name. Uh, he is a phenomenal young hockey player. Uh, we hope to have him participating in the program this summer as well. Uh, other hockey players right now that are out there, one in particular, B.J. Crombie of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and there are a few others. Uh, last year, we had the pleasure of welcoming a young man to the program who uh, had just made the Barry Colts as a practice player, and he was type 1. So it's very encouraging to see these role models who have made it to the NHL, uh, the younger kids, especially with type 1. They take to them like there's no tomorrow. So we try to get them there to the program because they are just great inspiration and really, you've got a swath of kids participating in the program that go from uh, the little girl who showed up at the camp who had never played before, whose mother bought her equipment for the week, and we taught her how to skate and play hockey, hmm. to the kid who was playing AAA goalie last year and trying out for his uh, rep team this year, as well as a couple high elite players from Chicago and other regions. So. These are just hockey players. They just happen to have type 1, which is where this environment truly fits them. And it, once again, comes back to the end of the, the camp. We just have a bunch of hockey players who had a great experience and didn't have to worry about what everybody always tells them they have to worry about. Steve, uh, I bet Bob's real proud of you. Thank you very much, my friend. I really appreciate it. And as someone who uh, grew up uh, also with a diabetic father and a diabetic grandmother, um, one of the great things I think this shows you is that um, health and exercise and a positive attitude go so far when you're diabetic. Uh, the The concern, I think, when everybody is, when you hear about diabetes and, and I mean, so much of diabetes, and I guess it's maybe, is, is it more type 2 that's to do with being unhealthy? Type 2 is the onset diabetes that happens when you, you know... Type 1 is juvenile. Overweight. Type 1 is juvenile. That's onset when you're young. Uh, it actually, i got to be honest, we have a doctor who's going to be joining us at our program uh, in Montreal this summer. Fantastic gentleman by the name of Dr. Tellier. Uh, his son is actually a double-A goaltender who plays in Boisbriand. And uh, he is a doctor in the region uh, north of Montreal. He self-diagnosed his own type 1 oh, wow. at the age of 32, on the job. Huh. So, and, and I have friends in the Toronto area who just recently had a daughter diagnosed at 17 months. So up and down, that type 1 can hit you whenever, but that is the one where uh, the cells are not producing insulin anymore and cannot and therefore require insulin shots and, and insulin therapy, basically, whereas the other one ultimately is, is uh, 
reactions to poor diet, a gain of weight, fairly always related to poor diet and those things. But, but I think the, the point, know. Steve, is that um, we know a bunch of people with juvenile diabetes, and it hasn't stopped them an, an inch from leading full, way. productive, amazing lives. And um, I think a lot of people, when they get news like that they have something like diabetes, uh, it's a shock at first, but it changes your life. It does not impede it. It does not prevent you from having a wonderful, full, long, healthy life. Couldn't have said it better myself. And, and that's really the message that we're trying to send here is just to not, not you know, to dumb it down, but to normalize it and, and make it more mainstream. And you know what? If it means turning carb counting into something that is cool and everybody should do, uh, maybe Weight Watchers does have something right because <laughs> the type 1 diabetic community thrives on those concepts. And you know what? The results they get, way better than Weight Watchers. Steve, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with the event in Hamilton this weekend. And uh, please let us know what we can do to help uh, help promote this awesome initiative. You got it. And thanks for having me on. And uh, trust me, I will be in touch and I will let you know. And hopefully we'll have you out there this summer uh, when all the fun goes down. Follow them on Twitter at DSkateHockey. Steve Hindle, thanks so much, my friend. Thanks, buddy. We'll speak to you soon. There he goes. Very interesting stuff, Jay. Yeah. It's, uh, again, you know, for me, it's diabetes has always been a part of my life. I grew up watching my dad inject himself with insulin. He's now Mm. on a pump, but that's same. Watch my grandmother do it. And my grandmother was um, diagnosed when she was 12. And... Wow. The invention of insulin did not come that much before that. No, no, I was going to say that. No. And you know, diabetes is one of those diseases that's such a pain in the ass. It really, I mean, it's really time it yeah. goes away. It's been lingering way too long. So I'm glad they have these little, these little uh, events. Yeah. Oh, know? this is a and great the, thing that Steve and, has started, and, and it's so cool to fact, see. Yeah, that it's athletic and that it's you know gets people out there to exercise because a lot of diabetes stems from not exercising and eating bad. And let's hope that if the AHL is on board, the NHL isn't far behind. Right. So, uh, you heard that, Habs? <laughs> well, again, if the Bulldogs are in, then the it means the Habs are aware of it. That's for sure. Yeah. Our thanks to Steve Hindle. Phone lines are open, 514-790-1690. Not much time left, but if you want to give us a shout, we'd love to hear from you. Take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN 690. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show. Phone lines are open, 514-790-1690. Talk to Jerry and Snowden. 
Twist my arm. Hey, Jerry. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you, sir? Okay. First, uh, I wanted to tell you, you know there's a whole bunch of uh, sports talk stations that you can pick up in Montreal. Why are you doing that? Come uh, on now. No. Come on now. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. On, the, on the weekend at night when you guys aren't on. <laughs> still uh, our station. No, you're supposed to listen to this station. I know, but there's nothing. It's uh, wrestling. I don't J- like wrestling. J- Jerry, come on, man. We're trying to run a professional no, no, organization no. here. Anyway, no, no. Anyway, you get CBS Sports. You get sports. You get the fan in New York. You get. Oh yeah, sure. When I was a kid, I used Chicago. to listen. When I was a kid, I used to listen to the fan. Um, once programming ended on Montreal radio, after uh, after Melnick's late night show on CJD ended, I'd switch over to the fan, which was I guess around the six sixty on the yeah, dial. Six sixty, and then there's six seventy, which is the score in Chicago. Okay, but we got to stop doing this. We 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 got to stop doing this. This is you know okay. taken away I from our audience weekend, here. What I heard on the weekend is I heard a guy talking baseball, and he said Tim Raines is going to make the Hall of Fame. Well, good. Uh, I thought I would tell you that. Well, I'm happy to hear that, and I'll tell you what's going to do. Um, what is going to do such good for Tim Raines getting into the Hall of Fame is Jonah Carey's book. I, I hope really, so. I, because everybody that has a vote is going to read that book, and they're going to see in front of them just how good Tim I Raines think, was. I think Jonah's, Jonah Carey's book is going to do a lot for Montreal baseball in general because there's never been a baseball book written like this before. in English. There's never been an English. English story yeah. of the Montreal Expos on this scale. Right. Uh, Bill Gallagher and Danny Young have written a couple of different Expos books. Uh, Brody Snyder wrote an Expos book in the early 80s called The Year the Expos Almost Won the Pennant. Mm-hmm. But uh, nothing on this, nothing of this scale, of this scope. Oh, I'm I'm really excited and I think uh, thank you for the call, Jerry. I really think that's going to be a huge boon to Tim Raines' Hall of Fame candidacy. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, and again, I, I am very lucky that I got to read an, an advanced copy of the first half of that book, Up, Up, and Away. If you can, and you should, go order it off Amazon.com or Amazon.ca if you're in Canada. You, you can now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I meant if you can afford it, but you should. Yeah. Do it. Even if you can't afford it. That's right. It. Even if you can't afford it, yeah. Jonah has kids and they need to go to college one day. He yes. lives in the States. Yes. We gotta help the man yes. out. Yes. And educate yourself. You you won't regret it, believe me. I'm telling you, Jay, I learned a ton. Good. I learned a ton just because everything I read so far was uh I read up until basically I had till Blue Monday. Well, it's it's not only that. So it's the whole part of the of the history of the expos from before I was born. It's not only that Jonah is such an excellent writer. It's also the 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 resource he was able to tap into the information. Who the, didn't he interview? Yeah, I mean he he could name. I mean he would say he would tell us. Listen, I need this guy and this guy. Do you have any way of getting to these guys? You know what I mean. So he could literally count on one hand how many guys he felt he felt. That he was missing yeah. if, if his story wasn't complete enough. I was, so, um, he sat down in, um, I think if memory serves, it was 2011. He sat down in, uh, with Charles Bronfman in his New York office. And the stuff that Bronfman has in this book is fantastic. Yes. The, the anecdotes. I remember Jonah from saying, the horse's mouth. Yeah. Man. So interesting. Really. It really, really was. I, I happened to be lucky enough that I just happened to be there. When he interviewed Mitch Melnick. That's right. And I just sat there and listened. That must have been fun. It was. It was really fun. So 
whatever quotes you get from Melnick, and I'm sure there's a few in the book. There, there are. There are. There I was are. there for that. <laughs> well, uh, I would imagine, Jay, at some point in that book, there will be quotes from Jay Farrar as well. It would be nice. I don't, be nice I don't know because it we fact. did an interview too. It wasn't in what I've read so far, but I would imagine. Well, I that, would assume that it would be later on in exactly. the '94 era, it, right? Or or after, but um, that afternoon that that we spent at McLean's last year with Jonah. What a great conversation! We sat there for three hours. Was it three hours? Yeah, Anakin Slade, Jay Farrar, Jonah Carey, and yours truly, talking expos for three hours. I don't know how Jonah's phone's battery didn't die. And uh, he, he recorded the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what, what comes out of that. If that, I don't know, I think I'd freak out. I'm calling him part tomorrow. Of it. Are you? I'm calling him tomorrow to get permission to read. Okay. Yeah. And I'll send it to you right away. Yeah. I want to thank all our guests from tonight. I want to thank Steve Hindle and Torben Rolfson. I also want to thank Dave Zirin for joining us on Game Night OT a little bit earlier in the show. Thanks to John Kakalakis, to Jimmy G on the board. Jay, I appreciate it as always, my friend. A lot of fun, Dave. Always. Can't wait for next week. I may have a big announcement. I'm pretty sure you're going to dot all the I's and cross all the T's, and we can uh, we can make that happen next week on the Kaufman I Show. I think so. With Jay Farrar. Yes. And Jay Farrar. Yes. Additionally, Jay Farrar. And perhaps a little Jay Farrar while we're at it. Why isn't it called the... <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Stayed out too late. Had a little too much to drink. Walk home, cross the bridge. When the marquee shut down There's a reason that I love this town Nobody cares how much money you have If you've got enough to get in a cab There'll be drinks on the house If your house burns down There's a reason that I love this town I saw your band shot the shit with miniature Tim if he needs a tune now I'll write one for him we like the same books and we like the same sounds there's a reason that I love this town I played a show in Kelowna last year said pick it up Joel we're dying in here picture one hand clapping then picture half that sound there's a reason that I hate that town If you saw my bed In the early days Then you down in our soup some French restaurant outside Riviere de Lou last night at the tour we burnt the place to the ground there's a reason that I love this town there's a reason
Listen to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Jay Farrar, I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll see you next week. I don't know. What'd that sound like?